to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Hi. How you? From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar I am your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you've decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we are incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, all the places you get your good and your bad podcast. You want to follow us on the socials. Facebook is the best place to do it. A local Bar Media over there on Facebook. Want to email the show with any comments, questions, condolences, concerns, critiques. You can hit me at chad at localbarmedia.com. Fresh off the rock boat. Having a good time. Uh, Spent uh, a week with uh, my wife and four of our closest friends on a a cruise ship that was nothing but a floating music festival. I've talked about it before. We'll talk about it a little bit more on this show. I hope you're not sick of it. Uh, it is, uh, it was a, it was a beautiful trip. We uh, left out of Miami. We went to Miami a night before, sat around, hung out. Uh, me and my boy Jeremy played some late night pool and then, uh, hopped on the boat and went to Key West and then to Costa Maya and back and rocked out the whole way. Great music. A lot of fun. Got to see people we hadn't seen in a while. And it's just a really neat uh, a neat place for us to be able to do that. There is a podcast that is uh, centered around the rock boat and the artists that are on it. But it has evolved into being a very, very good music interview podcast. Probably one of the best you're going to find. Um, and, I, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, I have one of the guests, one of the creators of that podcast. Chris Rode has joined me this week. He'll be on here in a few minutes. Um, he's known as Boatcast Chris on the Facebooks and socials. If you look for him, he's a great guy with an, with an awesome story and, and he's done a a hell of a job with that podcast. So I'm glad to have him on, not to really promote, uh, not really promote the, 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 the rock boat or really his podcast. I just think uh, the three guys that are on there need uh, some individualized time. Um, and Chris was the first one I wanted to reach out to. Uh, he's been the one that I've had the, the closest relationship out of the three of them. And it's great to have him on to talk about uh, not only what their podcast has done and what it's been like, but um, w- what his life has been like since he found the rock boat. And um, a little bit about that uh, in, a, in a few minutes here. Um, want to tell you that uh, we've got some great shows coming up. If you are a music fan, I'm not going to be trying to outdo <laughs> the, the the boys on the on the boat cast but we've got a few people uh sitting in the chamber are ready to come on the show uh, and i'm really excited especially if you're going to be in the southeastern united states uh some some good shows uh hopefully coming up here the next few weeks i will tell you this we are undergoing one more part of our physical transformation here at the studio our ability again to do very good phone interviews has been, uh, well, let's just say since we moved into the new studio has been very tough. We, I don't know if I've even made a big to do about this about a year ago. Uh, we moved the studio again and the, just the phone component has been a pain in my butt. It is now ending 
as of this weekend. So the phone interview you hear today will be the last <laughs> poor quality sound. So bear with me as we go through it. Thank you very much uh, for your patience with that. I got to tell you, it's it's uh, it's fun to be able to get away for a little bit. The holidays are nuts, man. I um, I love it because it is really a, a time for focusing on my family. Because not only do you have uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, but all three of my girls, my wife and both of my daughters, have their birthdays in December and January. And it really is a, a really cool time to be able to um, to spend with them. I love it because uh, the rock boat, when we when we go on that, uh, seems to fall right on Maria's birthday, if not on it, it right after it. And uh, that's really cool because I get to get away with that being her present every year, which is great because you know, basically buys her own present. Um, so that's awesome. So I would recommend that to you. No, I'm kidding. It, it, is, it is a nice thing uh, for us to be able to do, and it, it kind of – I count Valentine's Day as being when the holiday is in for me, um, but the rock boat's a big thing. It's a, it's a big part and a really cool thing that we uh, that we get to do to kind of round out the um, the holiday season. So coming off that, being able to spend some time with some friends, uh, be able to do some really cool stuff in, in Miami before we leave, which is always kind of nuts. And um, uh. I don't know. I don't want to bore you with all the stories, but we ha- we have a we have a really good time on that on that trip, and it's always something where uh, the trip just kind of makes itself. I mean, even though you go for you know pretty much the same thing, uh, one of the tricks I've learned is you don't let uh, last year dictate what this year is going to be. Every trip gets to be its own individual trip. We may be doing the same things in Miami that we did the night before, but it's not. Nah, it's not the same. It's not going to be the same as uh, as it was the year before. Even though it looks like it, we might even go to the same places. I promise you, the experience is going to be different each time. I think that happens if you do uh, one. Uh, if you do a couple things, number one, keep yourself open to letting things um, kind of come to you, and number two, travel with great people. Our friends, Marlena and Jeremy, we have made this trip with them twice. Uh, Our friends Aaron and Mike joined us this year for the first time. And I learned last year that Marlena and Jeremy are perfect to travel with because they move at our pace, which is fast enough to be prepared, but slow enough to take it all in. And I absolutely love that. And I think that's incredibly important. I found that over the past uh, six months of my life that that – that that statement, fast enough to be prepared, but slow enough, slow enough to take it all in, uh, it has more meaning than I ever thought that it would. And it's funny how how life will kind of throw some things at you, and you're kind of forced to to learn that. I want to share a couple of things about that with you in a few minutes. But what's important first is that you get this uh, interview with Chris. Uh, now, again, I'm sorry, the the quality of this is not fantastic, but Starting next week, fingers crossed, it will be. Um, also, uh, another thing, just to throw this out there, keep your eyes on the horizon, music lovers. Mr. Don Merkel, I think, has finished up the tracks on the new album at the Jam Room Studios here in Columbia, South Carolina, not five blocks from this very studio. What a powerful neighborhood to have 
the local bar media and the jam room in the same neighborhood. It's amazing. Um, I think he's finished up that. He's probably going to have some singles dropping soon. So check that out. But in the meantime, I also want to let you know that friends of the show, uh, Mr. Andrew Evans, uh, known as Ace, and my boss uh, from a long time ago when I worked at a five and dime, uh, Shelly McGee, they have a band called Cottontown Soul Society, and they uh, have a new single that's dropped. You can find it on Spotify. Look them up. And keep them uh, bookmarked because they've got some more coming. And it is fantastic. You got to check it out. Cottontown Soul Society. Keep them on your radar, man. They, they, if, they're ever, if there's ever a chance for you to see that band wherever you are, especially if you're in the southeastern United States, you need to check them out. They're fantastic. But a little bit more on the story I want to share after this. Right now, though, my interview with Chris Rode. And I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. Girl in Texas waiting for me Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea And I, I saw her once on my TV And I know this sounds crazy But I believe in destiny Something about a girl in tight, dirty jeans A cowboy hat and a tattoo of James Dean She's such a rebel When she dances She's like a, a sex machine And she drives all the boys crazy Yeah, she drives all the boys crazy There's a girl in Texas waiting for me Her eyes are blue as the salt and sea And I, I saw her once on my TV And I know this sounds crazy But I believe in destiny With me this week, uh, we, we, we've, I've been wanting to do uh, a couple of episodes where I've gone back and got some people that we've talked to before, kind of where are they now kind of thing. Me and uh, some of the people that helped me with the production of this show have talked about that. We've got a couple that are actually lined up for a little bit down the road, but I've got some things that are a little bit more timely that we have to make sure that we're, we're kind of promoting right now. However, our guest today, Kind of fits the bill for that, even though it wasn't really that long ago that we all sat around and talked. <laughs> With me today is Chris Rode, also known as one of the boys from the Boatcast podcast. Chris, Chris, how's it going today, man? Good, man. I'm happy to be catching up with you. This is awesome. It is. It's crazy. So you and I, just a couple of weeks ago, got off of our yearly adventure that we both absolutely adore, the, the rock boat. Yeah. Uh, this put on by Sister Hazel. It was such a wild time. It was my second. It was which one for you? That would have been my fourth. Fourth, okay. Yep. So your fourth, my second. Yeah. And it was so funny. I caught one of y'all's, uh, y'all do a happy hour podcast where you yep. bring on artists, you bring on some guests. You basically do what your your uh, show does there on the boat cast, on the, on the rock boat, and you do it live. It's great. 
I caught one of them. I was like, sure, I'm going to catch up with those guys. I can't wait to catch up with them this week. <laughs> Next thing you know, the boat is over. We are docked. It is right? a crazy world. I don't – this is so funny. I felt like the schedule was a little bit more laid out to where you weren't missing as much. But, man, I missed my conversations with other people more. Did you, did you see – did it seem that way for you, too? I don't know how it was for you guys. I – I uh you know, I could have been going to a show, trying to get to a show, and then conversations sparked up, and maybe I didn't make the show. So I feel like I was, like, 50-50. Like, I was very happy with the schedule layout. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, one of those – you know, things with the boat and, like, how it's, like, evolved. And, you know, I think everybody's – I think Ken Block said it best. Um, like, everybody's – there's, like, how many people on the boat, and that's how many different experiences everybody has. Yeah. And and it's – um, yeah, I uh, I would have loved to have chatted more. I know we hung out for a little bit. Um, and literally, people, like, by a little bit, I mean, it was, like <laughs> – I think I saw you a couple times for about a minute to two minutes each, but like, that's like the speed of the boat. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's funny how it changes. It's, it is, it's crazy how, so last year, you know, we were just trying to get, uh, pardon the pun, but we're trying to get our sea legs about us. Right. And yeah. we were trying to figure out exactly how the boat worked. And then, and then once you do it for a year, it's, it's not that complicated, but you, you, you know, it, it is a different, it, if you go on cruises, this is not a cruise. If right. you go to music festivals, this is not your normal music festival. It's somewhere in between. You've got to kind of learn what that is. So we went into it this year ready to go. And man, yeah. we were, we were all over the place. I think we, I think we saw pretty much everything we wanted to. I thought the schedule was, our schedule was excellent. Going back to what you were just saying. Um, but I did seem to like, I ran into a couple of people I hadn't seen since last year, or friends I made on the boat and saw them for a second and then never saw them again. It was, it <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, it was nuts how, like, you know, you, it really is. I was laughing about this before. Maybe you and I talked about this once, that it seems like you've got, like, a circle. And everybody that's in your orbit, like, from, and I don't know if it happens because of who you want to see. Maybe it happens because of what floor you're on. Maybe it's just what time you walk on the boat and you're magically given this orbit. But you're going to see these people that are in your orbit. You may not even talk to them, but you yeah. see them at all the shows you're going to. And you may cross paths with another galaxy, but then it is gone, and you never yep. see them. And the boat's not the boat's not like a it's not like five miles long. It's no. not strange how that works. It is. It is. Uh, and and to, to piggyback on that, my own roommate, Amen, Bocast Amen, one of the co-hosts yeah. of podcast. You know, me and him shared a room this year, and um, there were there was at least one to two days where I I only saw him when I went back to the room to get bed. <laughs> Really? Yeah. <laughs> and y'all do um, a show together. Good God. <laughs> that, and that, but those were, it's cause that, and that's funny because like those were my marching orders. It was like, be there at a lot, you know, be there at this time. Just please make sure that you're there. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny though. Yeah. Well, um, transferring, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about the rock boat a good bit here, but I, I do want to bring this up. You guys do uh you do you guys do a podcast. We've had the three of you on before. I wanted to have you on individually. I want to start with you. We'll get to more of why that is uh a little bit down the road. But y'all do a podcast and let's let's brag on a little bit. Take your you know, don't be humble here. 
You guys have been doing a podcast now for uh, what? How many years for the this will be our This will be our uh, fourth uh, fourth year. All right, fourth year. You yeah. guys, predominantly, what you do is you you interview people that are yeah, yeah people that are on the boat, musicians that are on the boat, people that may have one day wanted to get on the boat, uh, yeah. and then um, and then some sometimes a, a few other folks that. Um, that haven't uh, that haven't been on the boat before, but might potentially get on there. Yeah. This podcast has taken off. Talk a little bit about how how the show is done and uh, how your ratings and your rankings and all that have 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 gone through the roof. Yeah, so it's crazy how how it all evolved. The idea, the initial idea was just to interview fellow rock boaters because you now, Jen, have experienced that moment when you're on that boat for your first time and you're like, holy crap what is this? Like, this is amazing. And I was in that same position and I looked at Mark, the other co-host, and I said, we got to capture this. How can we do this? And the idea came to, to be like, why don't we interview fellow rock boaters and call it the boat cast? And we're like, okay. And we started with fellow rock boaters and, um, and one day I was like, let's try to get an artist on. And one that was like, super popular with the community and, you know, just a good fit. And um, shout out to Megan Farrell for accepting that invite. And then from there, it kind of just snowballed with me just saying, maybe I can get another one. But it's always been very important to make sure that in that mix, we still stick to our grassroots, which is having fellow rock voters on the, the, the people. I mean, that's what the podcast is for. Um, and then as that has transpired, we've done other festivals. We've done um, well, we've done one other festival on land called Let's Go Fest in Maryland, and we've yeah. done that two years, and I believe we're scheduled to do it again. And then that gave us access to different artists that have never been on the boat. And there was some artists that, I mean, like The Calling, um, we had Alex Band on. He was set to play in Maryland, and he said he'd come on and chat with us. And then we got Filter and Jim uh, and Jim Blossoms hasn't even been at any of these festivals we've ever done. Yeah. But they, but I reached out to him and you know uh, they decided they said he Robin said sure I'll come on and it's uh, I was like oh crap okay um, and then as that has progressed I think we're on our two hundred and eighth episode now I think yeah and. Yeah. And um, with that comes, you know, a lot of people are listening. And so I, we're, I think we're in 92 countries. And um, I get, like, daily updates on rankings in different countries through Apple iTunes. And um, I think today is the, uh, what's the, the 19th? Yesterday, this morning I got another ranking alert that we had ranked for top music interviews in the United States. I think we're ranked number 145. Wow. Um, and they usually chart the top 250. So Yeah. Um, and it's crazy, too, because my background inherently is law enforcement growing up. So it's like I have no idea how any of this stuff works. I don't know how to talk about it. <laughs> I had not a clue how any of this works and, and how fluid the rankings are. So, like, tomorrow you could just be out of it. Yeah. And, um, okay. yeah, it's, uh, it really has spiraled. Um, and then just to see the generosity from some of these artists that are, are bigger, like Kevin Griffin from Better Than Ezra. Yeah. That man does not have to come on our podcast, but he was, <laughs> we we asked him once, and 
the rock boat has such an impact on him, and he loves it, and he wants to want to chat about soft serve ice cream with us. So <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's definitely evolved. I I think it's I think it's amazing what you guys have done, and I do I, I'll, I'll I'll brag on you a little bit. I think your ranking is well deserved. I actually think you should be a little bit higher. It's probably just a promotion thing. There are people that have tons of money. They run ads all the time. Yeah. I, I think what's great is I think you're I think the, the people that you get is a, is an incredible. I think the variety is amazing. I think uh, too many times people look for that niche, and instead of it being about music, they look for a certain specific type of, of, of music. And I, I don't really see you guys doing that. I mean, sure, a lot of it is based off of the festivals you're around and, and bands that may be connected to that. But you're not afraid to to, stri- to shy away from that a little bit if you need to. I, you bring up a great point, by the way. And I don't know if Drew and Ken listen to this show. But the Gym Blossoms would be an amazing group to have on the boat. I, I I don't think I played a festival with them. I think they were at a festival here in Columbia one time years ago, and everybody's like, yeah, man, I, I remember them. I haven't heard from them in forever. And they just they blew the doors off the place. It was a great show, and they are, they were way better live than I ever thought they would be. I love to see them, though, but, that, but I, I digress. The other thing I think is amazing about you guys, and just to brag on you guys for yourselves a little bit, I think the way the three of y'all ask questions is fantastic. A lot of times whenever you have multiple hosts somewhere, people talk all over each other. And if I, if I hear any negativity from people, if I have more than one guest, that's something that people are really sensitive about. You guys just seem to be able to do it. It's not something that I've heard over the years that I've known you guys that I've heard you just get better at. You've just always been it. When I go back to old episodes of y'all's, you seem to do that very well. I think the three of you have similar interests, but your your questions come from different angles. And I think that allows for the conversations to be better with the artists that you have. And so it, it begs the question, is that something that y'all set out to do? Was that something that you inherently were like, hey, let's make sure we're doing this? Or is it just the product of who the three of you are and the way you, the three of you converse together that, that allows for that style to exist? Yeah, that's a great question. So when we first started, it was just me and Mark. And Mark, inherently by trade, is a psychiatrist. So he yeah. he's very in, in that to, you know, listen more deeply into a conversation, maybe pick up on words and, and such. And I, um, I'm very, when we first started, I had like, I had every single question written out, right? So if we had an artist come on, probably for the first year and a half, two years, it was like every single question I had written out for like those moments where it's like, oh crap, we're going to, I feel like we're going to stall. I I want to make sure I have the questions written out. And then we brought Eamon on um, and Eamon is good at, you know, just, I, I don't, he's like the guy in the sports bar. Like he can just talk and, and if something gets triggered, then he just like, he he approaches it a little differently, um, but we we do typically try to meet um, and talk about the upcoming episodes that we're about to record. And there's talking points, um, you know, part of the part of the sell sometimes is that we we and not only the sell, but we truly do want to do this is push and shove down everybody's throat what this set artist has going on. Um, you know, I want the world to hear you know, what this artist has going on on couple that with maybe the experience on the rock boat or yeah. 
what do you, or you've never been on the boat, what are you excited for? What have you heard? What questions do you have for us? But more importantly, you have a newer album coming out. You have a new single. Um, you have a, a fascination with a charity that helps raise money to cure whatever. Like, let's, let's push that. Like, that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's kind of like the, like the preparation um, and the questioning and um, how we kind of like bounce ideas off of each other. And we, we've done it for so long now. We've known each other for so long. When we're talking during the interview, we can kind of pick up on our cues when it's like, okay, Chris needs a break or Chris might yeah. not have another question lined up and, and those things. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. you um, I know what my answer would be to this, so I'm not asking you because I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious of what yours is. You, There's a lot of people that want to do podcasts nowadays, and, and, and people yeah. will ask, hey, what does it take to get it started? And I think people are finding that it's, it's not – you know, I started this in 2015. There were tons of hoops to jump through. Now it's it's not that hard, and I think sometimes people make it harder than it should be. But you do an interview podcast. You don't just do something where the three of you just sit around and talk. I mean, that that could happen, but you do an interview podcast. For people that don't know or don't care to hear my, my answer to this, what is the toughest thing about doing an interview podcast, with, especially with three other folks? Um, I would have to say scheduling. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, logistics go, um. Yeah, it would just, I mean, that's, and I'm the one who does all of it. So I have, we have a calendar that me and Mark share. Mark travels a lot for his, him and his wife's company. And Eamon, it's kind of like hit or miss with responses. So, like, as soon as we got off the boat, I think I texted them and said, fill out your calendar because I got a bunch of emails <laughs> over tomorrow. Yeah. Fill out the yeah. calendar because I think Mark's going to New Zealand for two weeks and he was in the Grand Caymans last week. So, like, it's just like I need to know your schedule. So like when somebody like, you know, here's a teaser, like with one of Will Hogue hypothetically wants to come on before the next vote. Oh wow. I, I wanna make sure we don't waste him and his management yeah. team's time. I wanna come back with I wanna be able to respond within a day. Um so I would say that as far as interview podcasts go. And then just being flexible too, like the manager might I mean, there's been times where artists have forgot because they just did and um, <laughs> you email the manager 10 minutes after it started and said artist forgot and it's like okay um, it's not the end of the world but we, you know, we just have to reschedule it yeah I don't know um, I'll have to send it to you if I still have the audio file I think I did keep it uh, because when I, when I had my call with Hayes Carl back uh, around the end of June beginning of July last year mm-hmm. I uh, I wrote his number down wrong and I kept calling and leaving voicemail messages. And then suddenly I got a text from Hayes. He just flied up, just texted me. He's like, hey, uh, did I get the time wrong? And I'm like, oh, holy crap. So as soon as I get on the phone, he's like, you were calling the wrong number, weren't you? And I, was like, I absolutely was. And he sat there and ripped on me for about a minute. It's really funny. And I, I didn't include it in the show. But as much complaining as I do about <laughs> scheduling, that was that was my fault on that one. So I, I completely feel you on that. Your um, people can go to y'all's page and they can easily see. You know, I think I think that if, if anybody wanted a good introduction to y'all's show, I think what's great about the way that y'all are with each other 
is, yeah, there might be some inside jokes that, that carry over from one thing to the next. And, and mm-hmm. as you listen to y'all's show, I think you listen to about three or four of them, you start to pick up on the way y'all talk to each other. And I think it's brilliant. And I think it really uh, allows for y'all to, to just diversify and differentiate y'all's style from, from other people. One of the things, though, is it's, uh, if I was, as I say, if I had to introduce someone to you, I would simply tell them to go to y'all's page and look for an artist that they know. Uh, look yeah. for one that they like. Look for one they'd always want to know a little bit more about. And I think that's really fun about your show is it is one that you can skip around and not miss yeah. out. And I think in today's day of podcast, people don't realize that that's a, that's a good way to do it. Yours is perfect for that. I think um, i got to say, though, of all your interviews uh, that you've done, you yeah. you did one not long ago with Bo Reinhardt. That show is probably, I don't know, I don't want to speak out of turn on this because it, it, is, it obviously comes, I haven't heard every single one of your shows, and I haven't, I haven't been around you guys for the years that y'all have been doing this. But i got to tell you, I think it's the best show y'all have ever done. Um, I think your questions were amazing. I think Bo was very open. It was, just, it was more about uh, life than it was necessarily about music, even though that, that, that is what his life is. Um, and I thought it was it was absolutely amazing. I'm curious, being that I know you you have some relationship in order to get an interview like that. Oh, and by the way, for people that don't know, Bo Reinhardt is one of the two brothers, Bo and Bear Reinhardt, that started the band Need to Breathe. Uh, it's a band. They're from South Carolina. They've been around for a long time. If you if you if you're thinking to yourself right now, wow, I think I know that name. Go look them up on iTunes. You'll know their top three songs. It's just it's one of those yeah. bands. If you didn't know, you 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 certainly have heard them. Bo left the band uh, a year ago, two years ago, I think it's something like it that. It was uh, it was I think it was 2000. Uh, yeah, it was I think it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, went off on his own to do like his own project. But but in that time period, has opened up a little bit about his life, about some tragedies in his life and about how he's worked through a couple of things. I'm, I'm curious, I know you have the, the relationship with Bo, or you've had some relationship with the band to be able to get an interview like that. What did you learn, though, from that interview that you didn't know? And what, what really stuck with you about that conversation with him? Um, <clears throat> I think the overall interview is, and the process leading up to it is what stuck with me and – just how how um, open he was and mm-hmm. how unscripted it was. Sometimes we have artists come on and they want to know every single question. Yeah, They want to know the exact time frame of the podcast. And it makes it a little challenging sometimes um, because we don't write questions anymore. I, I stopped doing that. So... When you have somebody like Bo, and this is, you know, one of those interviews where we definitely made sure we found time to brainstorm on how we want to approach this conversation. Yeah. Um, making sure, you know, again, doing our homework, making sure we know everything. Um, and I think his his willingness to just talk about whatever and then setting that expectation at the beginning, um, you know, if something's brought up and you don't want it out there. And we do this with every single guest, you know, we just, we could take it out and, um, you know, nothing had to be taken out. Um, it was, mm. you know, all of it, everything that we talked that we talked about is everything that everybody can hear, um, which is really cool. 
Yeah, I I think that was, and I thought you guys did a great job of kind of facilitating that that conversation, and it's it's brilliant. If you if you, it, it, so I don't I don't mean to steer people there because it is certainly my taste, and it is certainly something that I found interesting. But I would say if there was ever a show to start with, it, it would certainly be that one. But but I do think that you guys do a, a heck of a job with that. Uh, I don't want to hear names. Don't don't let's not you know my show is not known for calling out people or anything like that. But have right. you had shows where you've been like just kind of disappointed in the way that the whole thing went, or like you know like yeah this didn't really work out, or maybe not that if you don't want to go down that road. Is there an artist that you thought you were going to get on the show and really just flat out just like either refused to or kind of just wasn't jiving with it at all? Um, there have been some really big names that have respectfully declined, um, yeah. but the fact that they responded, um, cool, great. Thanks for your time. I appreciate that. I would say like 99% of people respond to the requests, um, whether it be yes or no. And I would say in the four years, I would say there's probably about six artists that have said no. Huh. Um, and, uh, and yeah, there have been some definitely. There's been there's one episode that we have that we'll never release. Um, as a matter of fact, I think it's yeah. Um, and then we have um, yeah, we've had artists and interviews where it's like you know very matter of fact, which makes it challenging. But as you grow as an interviewer, you you learn how to how to make it work. Um, and you know some. And, you know, again, you also learn things, too. Like, some bands rotate every couple of months who does interviews. That's so cool. if you really wanted this lead singer and they said no, part of my growth was not taking it so freaking personal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you can have this person. And it's just like, oh, okay, fine, whatever. But it all works out because, you know, it just does. But it's, uh, again, and that was another thing that I learned, that there are some bands where they'll just rotate um, you know, uh, who's in charge of social media stuff that month, which is a great idea, actually. Yeah, it's a yeah, it keeps you from from wearing down or, or getting worn out by that. That's that's amazing. I I gotta underscore something you just said. You ninety nine percent, or you just did you say ninety or ninety nine percent of people actually respond to your request. Um, I would say not about ninety nine percent respond. Okay. All right, let me let me let me let me show you the difference between both of our shows. I get about ten percent response rate for interviews, <laughs> so that is that is huge. I don't know if the music industry is just nicer, but that is that is that is amazing. That's a, amazing. And, and I and I I'll tell you this: it's it's never a hard no. I don't think I have ever gotten a hard no. Really? It's it's you know it's not at this time, which is fine because yeah. it always yeah, leaves sure. the door open for something new. Yeah, um, maybe down the road they they want to come on the boat, or maybe down the road their interests line with our interests, and cool. And I'll always, if you don't say no to me, every six months you're probably going to get another email. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'm I'm persistent because the people we want on are people who make really good music. Yeah, I um I, I I've told people before, and again with this being a, a show that centers more around positivity than anything else, I never want to do like a I'm never going to do a tell-all that tells everything. But if you catch right. me at the bar and it's just me and you, I've told people before, it, it would not amaze you who has said yes to me. Because, I mean, sometimes I'm even surprised somebody said yes and we yeah. just haven't been able to work it out. But I'm like, God, I can't believe they responded. 
it would amaze you more the people that have told me no. <laughs> because you'd be like, really? Like, you really, you can't spend 20 minutes? Like, it, it's really kind of funny, but that, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, um, one of the things that I, I was so, uh, when, when we met a year ago, and just the, we told this story on another show, so I don't need to go into it now, but we basically met because I was running my mouth on Facebook about somebody <laughs> that wasn't y'all, but I thought it was y'all, and it just ended up being something else. Been friends ever since. Um, Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the things that drew me to you, obviously, is your 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 incredibly large personality. You've got a big heart. You you're a very uh, a welcoming person to uh, people that are wanting to look at this incredible music festival that you have found, that you have self proclaimed and said has has been something that was instrumental in changing your life. One of the things that I think is is amazing is when people find those pivot points. And this is kind of a little bit of what we talked about on the last show. But I have gotten questions before on past guests, and and, and, and the ones that I got for y'all really kind of centered around you. You you talked a little bit about where you are in your life and how you grew up and then how you you found yourself as an adult, where you weren't happy because you couldn't be yourself and then you needed to be yourself. You had a a health scare, and I I don't want to say anything that you don't want to talk about. But oh, good. I, I'm I'm always amazed at how you you seem to find yourself at a point in your life where you needed something to kind of help you um, kind of pivot and, and make this transformation into a guy that is that is happy with himself and 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 find and found a community that he he really loves and loves being a part of. How did that happen for you? And, and just be as, uh, as honest as you want to, Chris. Like, like, what was that like going and living your life the way you did and then suddenly finding, you know, not only the rock boat, but people like Mark and Amon and, and other friends that you've made and, and other folks that are now kind of gravitating towards you in that orbital way that we've talked about outside of the boat and into real life? What What has that whole process been like for you? It's almost been kind of surreal. Um, you know, just seeing, just seeing the impact that this this small podcast has 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 had on people because of those, you know, life experiences, those life those life events. Um, you know, uh, you know, telling a couple of your friends that that you're gay is one thing, and then embracing it is another and then letting the world know that you are if you choose to do that is another yeah. and um you know for many years i walked around with it just on my back and um that and then starting to slowly tell people friends and family and so i i have known mark and ali um his wife and my co-host um before they were married i knew them when they were in med school together mm-hmm. so me and Mark have always had a relationship, me and him and his family and his brother Ryan. And, um, you know, when Mark, you know, knowing that they were going on this boat, finally I got the opportunity to go on. And then, so I, I contribute, you know, close friends who are understanding um, and not judgmental to accept you for who you are and willing to help you in that process. And then, you know, you realize that you get diagnosed with kidney cancer, and it's like, oh, great. And it's like, okay, so now now what do we do? And then you lean on those friends. And, um, you know, I think it's just, it was all, 
it was all just so perfect timing uh, to create something. Um, and again, going back to, to, to music, right? So like music is an emotion. Music, there are moments in everybody's lives, right? Where you can connect a song to an event in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget watching Need to Breathe play on the pullback um, of the boat when we had that conversation, me and Mark, about the podcast. Or when I came out of surgery from the kidney cancer or when I went to my first uh, gay club, those songs resonate with you for the rest of your life. Um, you know, for example, when I was in high school, there was an F-16 that I lived by an airbase that crashed behind our house. So I'll never forget hearing the Foo Fighters, the moment that that plane crashed, like 10 seconds later, they came on the radio, um, and, like, that that resonates. So music is a huge connector for not me, but everybody. And I And I think that that's a normal thing, and it's just like, cool, how can we, you know, take this moment to capture it and have decent conversations. And there are some conversations we have on, on the podcast too about life events and, um, you know, your first concerts that you went to and how music inspired you and who inspired you. And, um, you know, those things are, are important as a human being, I think. Um, and, but yeah, no, I'm a firm believer that everybody's got a song that's connected to something that major happened in your life. And, and that's, that's just kind of how it is, I think. When you when you look at the, the, the Boatcast podcast and you look at what you guys have done, I mean, I know that you guys are immensely proud of it and, and, and humble at the same time in, the, in that pride. And I think that, um, you know, you, you, you can take a look and see where y'all have come. I, I'm curious, when you look at what you want out of the podcast, is it is it something that you sit there and say, you know, I would like for us to be able to do this or reach this or or or, or be able to have this kind of viewership, or, or is it something that's kind of like a you know what I just I'm along for the ride and I just want to see where this is taking me because it's 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 taken me to some amazing places before. What, what, when you when you sit down, like you know your initial thought on that, the thing that's really in your heart. Which way do you look at that? That's a great question. So, you know, 38 years old, right, and. I've had an amazing professional career, deputy coroner, probation parole officer, um, and now I work for a nonprofit helping people that are incarcerated. So, like, my my life has always been, you know, in the human services field, helping people one way or the other. I think with the podcast, it's a different realm, and seeing the benefits it has, not by numbers, but by hearing just some of the comments that, that people leave and, and message us and um, the gratitude that the artists have for us. They let us know that either on mic or off mic. Um, I, it would always be nice to get, to get paid. Don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> but, sure. you know, we've often, we've often toyed with the idea of sponsorships. There was somebody on the boat this year that was like, we, let's have a serious conversation about you guys getting sponsored. And, there's a huge appeal to that for me, but there's also a huge a negative appeal to it for maybe artists and management teams. And if it means that if I'm being sponsored by Yingling, for example, and there's an artist whose management team doesn't do any interviews with a company that is sponsored by a booze company, if that means that we can't get that artist on, 
then I'm then I would probably never do it. But vice versa, there's people that you know um, won't come on if you're not sponsored by a big company because yeah, to them doesn't solidify you as a big enough podcast. And I get it, and that's fine. Each their own. You just never come on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so I mean, yes, it would be nice. Um, recognition is always good, right? So people like to feel good. Um, I don't. I don't ask for a lot. Um, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't get paid by the rock boat. We, this is all our own, um, like the happy hour stuff. We set up, um, you know, all the artists, all the times, all the schedules. Um, we were just blessed enough to have some help from six man, Jessica and the amazing people at six man with allowing us to have a stage this year, which was super yeah. nice. Um, yeah. and helping I- us with some production. I have to tell you on that, and this is for all, this is probably inside baseball, just for rock boaters that may be listening to this. But that was a huge win, and and I don't mean just for y'all. I mean for us. I think too many times uh, shows like y'all's, especially when you had it on the back of the boat last year, the scenery is great, yeah. but it causes for problems in a, in a lot of different areas, not to mention sound. Yeah. I thought where you had it, where I saw that one. Uh, I don't know if you had all of them in the same area. But being able to have that kind of location um, made it more intimate, made it something that I that you, if you were there, you were certainly listening to. But it made it made us as listeners feel like we were part of it. And I think yeah. the other ways didn't. And I think for yeah, I mean, you, you guys aren't a part of Six Man. You you do this on your own and out of your own. You know, it's a it's a labor of love for you guys. I think it's I think it was super nice of them to acknowledge what y'all do because. You know, they can't say yes to everybody. If they do, then it's, everybody's going to have Absolutely. their own thing they're trying to push. But I think with the work that you guys do, I, I think it certainly is um, – I think it was right for them to do it. And I think it's a big win for all of us rock boaters that it, it really put you all in a different position. And and it gave the artist a, a moment to be interviewed in a way and talk in a way that they're not going to in some of those other sessions and stuff. So I, yep. I thought it was great. And I, if, if somebody from Six Man is listening – that was huge, and I think I think there's a, a big uh, thank you from the community uh, is, is deserved, and I hope they hear that because I think you guys did a great job with that. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I got to tell you, I am, as of this morning, set to go on the next one. So nice. I will certainly see you on the next boat, and I, <laughs> I, we will we will definitely find a way to spend some more time. I'm, I'm going to make it scheduled time with you on the next one so that we can hang out, have some beers, listen to do a couple of shows. I'll make sure that I'm going to some of the ones you are because I do hate that we didn't get that much time this year, but it was great to see you. And, and Chris, congratulations on the su- success of y'all's show. I think, it's, I think it's fantastic. I think you guys are great guys, but I think you do a, a wonderful service to not just – the rock boat and the community that we have, but to the music industry and getting some people out there and letting them tell stories that don't come through on albums. And I really am a big fan of what you guys do, and I hope you continue to do it. And thanks for spending time with me uh, this week. People can find you. Facebook, I guess, is the easiest way to do it. What what other ways can people find you guys, your show, and what you do? So all of our – all of our episodes are on, I believe, every single platform, anywhere you can stream, Apple, Spotify. We have a YouTube channel. Um, I would encourage anybody to check that out as well. Um, we will be at, at Rock by the Sea this year in, in May um, in uh, in Florida. 
There's um, some really good bands. We're going to be their official podcast for that, which is oh, kind of awesome. cool. That's fantastic. Yep. Oh. And um, and we're actually being sponsored by the Fit Collective. It's a, it's um, Mark, my co-host. It's his wife's company. She's an obesity medicine doctor. And um, again, just about connecting people and making people healthy, and whether that's through music or making better decisions with health, you know. Um, but yeah, we're excited to cover some more artists. Some have been on the boat, some haven't. But um, yeah, uh, you can listen to all of our episodes and. We'll be there doing episodes like we did on the boat, and we'll be putting them out for, you know, people that want to listen. And uh, Facebook is our biggest um, following, um, and then followed by TikTok and um, Instagram. So, All right. Well, Chris, thanks so much for being on the show, everybody. It was great to talk to you again. I am already impatiently awaiting taking off next year, and I uh, can't <laughs> wait to see you did on that. Sounds great. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you soon. Take care. I want to go to Alaska and get away from it all. Wanna go to Alaska Where the trees grow tall Cause when I get to Alaska I buy a pickup truck And while I'm there in Alaska I try and press my luck And when I get to Alaska I'll meet a local girl We'll find ourselves in Alaska At least we'll give it a whirl I'll make my bones in Alaska Until it swallows me whole I'll leave my bones in Alaska And watch the world grow cold Hail, hail Alaska Carry me far away Hail, hail Alaska Give me one more day Hail, hail Alaska Bury me in the snow Hail, hail Alaska Fall down as I can go. Now when I get to Alaska. Want to thank my man Chris Rhodes for being on again. If you want to follow them, uh, the Boatcast podcast, you can find them on all your major platforms, anywhere you find podcasts. But they are they are a very good one, and I cannot, I cannot, um, cannot stress the one with uh, Bo Reinhardt. The name of the band is Coy Roy. Coy. Roy, God, I wish you'd think of a different name for that band. Um, I think, I think, I think that's actually in the title. So check them out wherever you can. They're great guys and they're wonderful. Uh, bad news: if you do want to be on uh, the next rock boat, as we're sitting here talking about it, selling it, chatting it up, it is sold out for next year. It's, I think, it's one of the fastest it's ever sold out. They've announced most of the bands, but it's, uh, it's crazy. There is a list though. There is a list you can get on a standby list, and and people have gotten on off that, but uh, have the trigger finger ready next year uh, when the opportunity arises. If you don't want to miss out on that, and you can find out more about the rock boat, I'm I'm sure anywhere. Sixth Man is the one that does that. Sixth Man uh, is, is the place where you go to find out more about that. Just look that up, and you'll you'll find it. You can Google it anywhere. I um. 
before we got on the before we got on the rock boat this year, I, I took a walk. As I said, my buddy Jeremy and I were out playing pool till extremely late. So um, we we came in extremely late. I woke up extremely early anyway and decided I need to take a walk on the on the beach. And I was going to go scout out this place that we loved for breakfast, but couldn't remember the name of it from the year before. Uh, so I went walking up and down South Beach, found it. Didn't take that long to find it, and uh, but I had some time to myself, and got a chance to sit and think about uh, a lot of stuff. You know, it's funny how we go on vacation a lot of times, but we still don't slow down. It's it's one of the weirdest things about when you get older and you're an adult, you you, you plan on going on a vacation, you put so much planning into it and getting all the stuff, and oh my god, we forgot this, and what do we do about this, and do we go to this place here, and exactly what is this vacation going to look like, and 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 it feels sometimes like a vacation is more work than home and there's cool things that we enjoy because we're not sitting around the cubicle or walking in and out of offices trying to sell people stuff but uh, do you really relax the problem is if you don't put that planning into it you, you might miss out on something so how are you supposed to do it i spent a lot of time that morning coming to grips with the loss of my sister-in-law a few days before Christmas, we got a phone call after we were leaving some good friends of ours' house, and uh, we found out that my wife's sister, Jamie, had been killed in a car wreck. Uh, it was just a single car car accident. Um, lost control of the car, went into the woods. She didn't have a chance. That was it. Left behind a seven-year-old son. And, and, and over the past few months, there's been a lot that's gone into that, not only grieving and the tears, uh, but also uh, working with some family and seeing that we've got – some wonderful family members that are they're doing what they can to take care of uh, her son Joel. Um, obviously, we are going to do what we can as well. But it's just uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind. It's dealing with the tragedy, trying to live post tragedy now. Uh, not only making sure that uh, Joel is watched after, but that he's okay. And then once you realize, once all that kind of goes, you, you you're back to dealing with your grief. It's been very strange um, over the past six months. My my brother-in-law uh, passed back in August and then my sister-in-law um, in December. And watching my wife go through uh, that, that tragedy has been has been very tough. I still am not ready to do a show about uh, Jamie yet. And then that'll come sometime later. But uh, I... Um, I, I do want to say uh, something that, that I, I saw on that vacation. So cruises are great, and we love them because it's the only time that my wife actually really, really relaxes. Because once you get on that boat, doesn't matter what's going on at shore. You can't do jack about it, man. It's gone. When you come back, you can pick that baggage up and walk with it. But, man, for those seven days, it's done. And uh, for someone who really does so much for so many other people. It is truly the only way to get her to relax, which is why we decided that even though Jeremy and I deemed this Chad and Jeremy's guys trip forever, but we allow the women to come along with us if they like. Um, part of the reason why we do that trip too is because it gives us a chance as a couple to reconnect. I'm talking about me and Maria, not me and Jeremy. Uh, it gives us a chance as a couple to reconnect because there's no kids with us, and all the problems are paused. They're not gone. They're not fixed. But even if they are getting a little bit worse, you can't do crap about it. They're paused. 
That's just the way it is. And it's nice to have that and, and have it surrounded with music and sunshine, two of our absolute favorite things. I was walking on that beach on South Beach uh, that day and um, just kind of taking it all in and how, how lucky we are uh, to be able to stumble upon uh, really cool trips that we like and how lucky we are to have the friends that we have. And I, I thought about each one of them individually, Maria's friends, and how wonderful they've been and what, what I know that they've done and what I wonder what they've done behind uh, the scenes that I don't know about and, and, and how lucky she is. To have a group of friends that like like the ones that she has and how wonderful they are and how they know how to love and support her. I thought about the family that we've got. I thought about Josh and Taylor, uh, her brother and I guess my brother and sister-in-law down in uh, Jacksonville and, and how wonderful they are and what they do. Um, and I spent a lot of time just thinking about how lucky we are to still be able to live our lives together. And then, yeah, I let myself go for just a second down this one alley of uh, standing there on the beach in that sunshine wondering, you know, well, will I see it again next year? Not that I got a feeling anything's going on with me. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm fit. Not as a fiddle. I'm fit as a cello probably. <laughs> but I'm, uh, you know, th- th- things are all right with me, but I've already seen too many times this past year that, that something's happened and it's happened quickly and it's happened from out of nowhere and you just don't know. You never really know. Hell, we've got tons of stories like that here on this show. And so I really sat there for a moment and just took every inch of that scenery that I could grab with my eyes and I just let it sink in, man. And I mean, I really let it sink in. And then, somewhere deep inside, I started to be okay. Not that I'm the one that had dealt with all the hardship lately. That's been Maria and her family. But I've been trying to be as supportive as I can. And some days it's good, and some days I'm just floundering. I I don't know. I'm no licensed therapist. But I, I, I suddenly realized that I had some grieving and some healing to do from the loss that was there. I started to find it. And then as I started to walk towards the restaurant, it kind of took me down a rabbit hole. And I started thinking about times in my life where I've gone through something that's tough. And and when I started to heal from it. And and you know when it was? It was when I finally sat down and did something for me. And that that could have been uh, a drive just out of town for the hell of it. It could have been going to a restaurant or a bar just to have a drink to see a familiar face. It could have been just sitting there in my car, letting the song play out, and just breathing that moment in for a little bit. But it was the moments that I took for myself to let myself heal. I had a quick, not to give away free advice or to let you know too much what's going on behind the kimono here, but I had um, uh, my uh, one of my meetings with my uh, therapist today, and we, we talked about that for a little bit. And I asked her a couple questions as far as that's concerned, and we, we talked about the whole grieving process when you're dealing with stuff. And one of the things that I think gets in our way is we forget that it is absolutely okay to do something for ourselves. We live in a world where people throw around the word narcissist as if they are clinical, you know, clinicians that can diagnose somebody with that. By the way, just to let you know, Gray's Anatomy does not do that word justice. Sorry. Just because you like the way you dress doesn't make you a narcissist. I'm sorry to tell anybody who watched that crap show. Don't get me started on that one. Rather sit and listen to Beyonce's new song. I, um, 
which by the way sounds like the theme song to the um frederick the turtle have you noticed that it sounds eerily similar to that look it up look it up it's kind of crazy um there is there's nothing wrong with doing something good for yourself because you you are responsible for you <laughs> nobody else is you are responsible for you and you got to make sure that you're good to take care of other people I, you know I sat and just thought about that and then I just kind of laughed and said thank God we are getting on this boat man it's a it's a place that I I probably do heal a little bit. It's a place where I catch my breath. Don't get me wrong. I'm obviously a stop and smell the roses kind of guy, but even then, sometimes you got to have something that sits you down and tells you it's okay. Do something for yourself. Chris is Chris is a phenomenal guy because he is extremely nice. That's just it from the beginning. He is a super nice guy with a huge heart and a huge smile who will give you the world's biggest hug, and it's always great to see him. He's interesting. He's kind. He is just fun to talk to. It's just when you're around him, you like being around him. That's what makes him a good person. But the thing about it is, is when I look at what his story is and how he's used his tools and talents to promote others, as as he spent time um, out of a labor of love for him in, in taking an idea and building it up, um, I, I think that's amazing. I mean, yeah, sure, we do that here too. But when I started looking uh, for the tip of the carrot there, like what what really pushes all this, it, it really comes down to Chris getting on this boat and doing something for himself. Chris had a hard life. Chris grown up being gay. He's about my age. And I'm going to tell you in the seventies and eighties, we weren't really nice about that. Now, he's from up North and tell him to come down here, see how we were with, with people that were in the South. It's even worse. I think sometimes, but it's not easy. It's not easy. The heck today. It's still not come on. And not only that, he he had a cancer scare. And for someone his age, that's crazy. We worry about having it. We don't want to worry about dealing with it. And, you know, you worry that, oh, my God, I hope when I'm older I don't get it. You don't want to hear as a young person you have it. And I know people will say, well, yeah, it's, but your body can stand it when you're young. Yeah, your body still doesn't want it, I promise you. Chris decided to do something for himself. He got on that boat, stepped on the boat. Stepped on it, made some friends, found himself around something that he absolutely loved, decided that he wanted to promote it. Why? Not because he makes any money off of it. He doesn't. But because it did something wonderful for him. So there's two things I want to underscore this week. Number one, there is nothing wrong with doing something for yourself, especially if you haven't in a long time. As a matter of fact, I'll go so far to say you have a responsibility to do something for yourself. And I mean big. Yes, you should do something small. Yes, you should take some moments every day. Yes, you should sit down and find a quiet time to read or do something that you like to do. Yes, that is something that you should do. But you should plan that trip. You should buy that dress. You should call that person up. You should go to that place. You should do something that's well outside your comfort zone and try it. Because I'm going to tell you, it can do two things. Number one, brighten up your life and remind you that there's a reason to live life. Yes, your job is important, but the things that you do with that money is what makes life worth living. The money sustains your life. The things you do is your life. 
But the other thing about it is you never know what you're going to find that you're going to fall in love with. Whether it's an idea, a trip, a person. Taking chances is, is where things from out of the blue come. And too many times there are some of you that are so focused on caring for other people, getting the kids where they need to be. My husband, my wife, my nephews, somebody like that needs something somewhere. My mom, my dad, my next door neighbors, the people at the children's shelter, the people at the homeless shelter, the people that work for uh, the fire department, uh, the Girl Scouts, the Boy Scouts. There's always something that needs us. Yes, and that's true. And we need to support our areas and the things within our reach the most we can. Absolutely. We have to do that. We are a better community when we do that. We're not such crappy people when we do that. We get outside of our houses and start caring for our neighbors. The world is a better place. This country works better. It works better when we're watching out for our neighbors rather than fighting with them online. It works better that way. It always has. Those things are important, but you have to do something for yourself. You've got to do something big because you could find something else that not only not only makes you feel better, but it gives you ideas for something else that you want to do. Stepping outside of your box is of, is of dire importance to you, whether you realize it or not. And you've got to fight to do it. It is not easy. You have to move quick enough so that you're prepared. But you have to move slow enough to take it all in. Because that's the way our lives are nowadays. And it's just the the cards we're dealt. What's great about everything being so fast is you have the world at your fingertips on your phone. You can find deals. You can find events. You can find people to go with in the snap of a finger or a left or right swipe of your phone. I'm not talking about Tinder and all that stuff. You know what I'm talking about. But... You can also easily get distracted by that device where you you never leave. And when you get there, you can worry so much about what you have to do after that you miss the whole thing. Man, thank God for people like Chris that that take a vacation. Dude, dude took a vacation that he went on one time. He just he went on a week's cruise. He went on a cruise ship for a week and ended up speaking and promoting about that week every day of his life since every day of his life since for the sheer fact that he just wanted to promote it not because anything else comes from it man god if we only if, god, if only all of us could find something like that you know if only all of us well I'll tell you this. I'm already looking forward to the next rock boat. I hate that you won't make it. Some of you listening will be on it. Can't wait to see you. Some friends of ours aren't going to be on the next one. Robert. Jeez, man. When are you coming back on? I hope to see you again soon. Find something in your life. Find something to go to. Find something to shoot for. Find something big to do for yourself. Just for yourself. Take your family with you. You don't even have to tell them why you want to do it. But find something for yourself at least once a year. 
You'd be amazed at the person you see after that trip. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. So different.